podcasting service. Let me hit record real quick. Yeah, the, the fingerprints on your screen look like an entire landscape. <laughs> Shh, be quiet. <laughs> And we're live. Welcome to PBS, fellas. Uh, What's your name? Nick and Topher edition. Your name's Topher? My name is Topher. Nice to meet you, Topher. My name's Nick. Nice to meet you, Nick. Where are the boys at? Where are the boys? The boys are all the way up in Nashville. Traders. Yeah. They're like having some meeting of the minds over there. They're having a meetup about meetups. Oh, we might actually have like the meta meetup. Yeah. Are you boys oh, yeah. watching in Nashville, Nash Vegas? Hi, Car. Shout out to Nashville Park. Shout out to Tristan. If you Kyle. guys are watching, who else is over there? Tristan, Kyle, it. Car. So we know who to put on the traders list. Yeah, so everybody's gone this week at a meetup, even though they picked the wrong week to leave because we, we had a hell of a lineup for meetups this week. We had uh, Lightning Developers Meetup Wednesday. Oh, yeah, back-to-back. Back. Yeah, Thursday, back-to-Mac, we had uh, BitDevs, which both were really good turnouts. Like, yeah. No, BitDevs was great. LitDevs. LitDevs. Great. Let's go in chronological order. Let's talk LitDevs first. Our, Let's uh, talk LitDevs. Yeah, we had a senator come to town randomly. We met uh, Ron... Wyden, did I say it right? Yeah, you can tell how much I follow politics. Senator Wyden. Senator, Mister. And we have. Voltage. We have Voltage. Oh yeah, that's true. Shout out to Voltage. Shout out. Voltage. Logan is still alive. Come over here. Give a shout out to Voltage because he did not die last week. Yeah. Logan's yeah. alive. Thank Shout out. It's, to Logan. it's entirely because of Voltage that I am still breathing. Yep. The node brought that's him back there. to life. So he was, he was in the bathroom last week because he ate a spicy chip. The reason he stayed alive was because of his voltage node. He had to get back to it because he had to rebalance his lightning channel because, you know, he, his liquidity was all out of balance. So he had, to, he had to also go to his LM Bits node and play with some of the nice extensions they have. We just hit reboot on Logan. Yeah. And you booted right back up. You don't got to reboot your, boot your voltage node, though. They keep it up for you. They keep it up for you. Unless you're delinquent and you don't pay. Well, uh, that's just, then they won't reboot. That's it. just good bookkeeping. Yeah, Shout it's an inter interesting way that they handle that. I think it's kind of cool. Basically, they'll let your node keep running until it needs to reboot for some update. I'm pretty sure one of the guys, Suheel, I'm pretty sure he was delinquent for months, and they still let him run his node. So they're very generous. I think he had like a seven dollar fee that he hasn't been paying, and his, <laughs> his node still runs. I don't think it uses it much, so. It's still going though. Yeah, it's still going strong. This is a zombie lightning node. Voltage loves developers. You can go delinquent on your bills, and uh, they let you. They run. <laughs> I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Don't quote me. That is not Forgiveness. They have uh, accident forgiveness. <laughs> no, but they're really cool over there. I mean, they're all developers. Everybody working over at Voltage is really cool. They're part of the space, so yeah, they'll go easy on you. They will. But you really should pay your Voltage bill on time. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about lit devs? That's, that's kind do. of the first fun thing that happened on Wednesday. I want to talk about that cool list that Constantine put together for lit devs. Do you have a link to get access? Do you have to. a link to it? Uh, yeah. Come up here and uh, give us the link and say hi to the camera. Or just like shoot it into the Twitter feed or the Telegram chat. Or 
We should start using Enigma. We should actually Try and make Enigma. But yeah, for those of you that aren't familiar, Austin has several Bitcoin meetups per month. I think we're up to like four now, depending on the month. Way more than four. But uh, Lightning Developers uh, Meetup is one of the newer ones, and it's all about the Lightning Network. We have, we're lucky enough to have the host uh, Lisa and Ben. You know, Lisa literally works on the protocol level at Core Lightning, so she hosted this week. Uh, ben works at Unchained. He's actually he's deep into Lightning too. So we're and lucky. into Scala. <laughs> yeah, uh, the other Ben, the other Ben. Oh, yeah, Ben yeah, Worsley. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we we have a lot of Ben. We have, two, we have a Ben that of. does a bit devs. We have a Ben that does a lit devs. The other Ben. Yeah. Yeah. Ben got a haircut. It looks good, buddy. If you're watching, looking good. Oh yeah, the I like the new look for Ben. It's really yeah, sharp. Yeah, twelve inches. He donated to the locks or hair, whatever. Yeah, Ben's legit. Yeah. Like, shout out to Ben's uh, Protopians meetup as well. Yeah, yeah. There's Which, another interesting meetup too. Yeah. Protopians. Nothing to do with Bitcoin, but more about just freedom in general. I think awesome helping society, like ways you can actively contribute to society. So pro, it's supposed to be like a practical. Yeah, you're, you're pro humans. You're pro Pro, yeah. Practical, whatever, though. Whatever not, not utopia. That's fake shit that will never <laughs> happen. Protopian is like shit you can actually do to make it happen exactly anyways yeah. you got the list of stuff they went over at lit devs oh yeah constantine shot it over for base 58 btc.notion.site if you want to follow along oh and you can see it sweet oh, nice yeah so we already touched on enigma yeah uh, enigma with an a dot io brill satan brill satan wrote it yeah i think i think brill doxed himself herself herself itself <laughs> but yeah it's like a really cool uh telegram clone that does not require accounts or sign up you just open up a web browser and you go yeah and you get a it's all based on bitcoin public private keys so you get you're basically a, a public key is your identity um i believe brill just integrated ln bits so you get a custodial wallet as well if you're familiar with legends.lnbits.com you can basically get a bunch of extensions and he baked it into the wallet, just kind of like a little iframe. Um, so yeah, it's a way to talk to people like Telegram and pay them if you enjoy their content. Or just send notes back and forth. Yeah. It's just like you open up the site and then boom, you're in. Yeah. It's great. It's what else future. happened at Lit Devs? Uh, oh, the mempool.space. So they integrated uh, lightning support into their site. Oh, that's and, old news. It feels like it happened months ago. Was that just this within this month? Uh, well, it, I'm it just is. reading what's off the list, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember them talking about it earlier in the month, but it's yeah. still worth mentioning because it's really cool. Well, that was fun because right when they right when they implemented the Lightning Explorer, I just started to go to all the nodes. Like no, I actually went to Stacker News's node and was kind of peeking like how much money you know was in the Stacker News stuff and. See everyone, you can see all the channels they have open for the public nodes. You know, I went to like at Galois, we have, uh, I, I believe our node is lnd1.bitcoinbeach.com. So it was just interesting to see who all is connected to who. To camera. You know, our node at the Bitcoin Beach Thanks wallet is highly connected to, what is that? Oh, the feed? The map. Oh, the map. This yeah. is how we're all connected. Yeah, and it's super fun to see who's connected to who. Like at Bitcoin Beach, they're highly connected to um, River and Strike because those are where most of the transactions go. Um, 
yeah, it's really cool to visualize that. How do and I at, send stuff to you? At Lit does yesterday too. Lisa. But yeah, just being able to visualize the network is cool because it's really just what six degrees to Kevin Bacon. You can see how everybody connects to everybody. There was this uh, cool graph that she brought up, which was lightning channel capacity. Uh, I'm trying to find, maybe it was lightning nodes per ISP. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is an interesting one because if you look at the graph, <clears throat> you have to, you have this little option uh, off to the bottom right called sort by nodes and, or by capacity. Yeah. And so if you sort by nodes, uh, you get this really cool circle chart uh, that shows that the distribution of nodes is actually really, really good. It's very decentralized, um, which is good to see. Yeah. But then you go over to capacity and you sort by capacity. And uh, then it gets really interesting because apparently Google Cloud, which has such a small amount of overall uh, nodes that I can't even find it on the chart. But when you... Yeah. Yeah. Probably like Bitfinex is the big well in Lightning right now. It's probably like an cracking. exchange. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's like kind of deceiving too, because if you're trying to be more private about your node, like I wouldn't want my IP address to be out there public. So a lot of people could potentially run like a proxy or VM or a, a VPN. So your IP address looks like you're in like Estonia, but you're really in like Texas. Um, so it's, you know, it's just a general assumption on where the nodes are at. That's true. It's not absolute. Um, They're profiling the IP address by known blocks yeah. owned by ISPs. And it doesn't include any of the Tor nodes, obviously, because you don't know where those are located by design. So I just want to know what Google Cloud is doing with that 1600 BTC. I mean, it's freaking Bitfinex and River and uh, Kraken. Yeah. That's where they're hosted. You have to ask Mark. Where, you, where do you where, guys host Kraken, yeah, Mark? Where is uh, Kraken know, right? hiding the gold? Well, we can find it. Just go to their website, get their IP address, and see see who owns that range. Probably a good enough assumption. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool that they launched that. So check it out. It's on mempool.space. And what else next item on the Lit list. Dev. Lit devs. What else that fun that happened? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I lost my list because I don't know how to use the back button on the browser. Should we go to the next big event that happened over the week in Austin? Uh, what would be the next big event? Dude, if you're not in Austin and you want to come here on a trip, I know we have, you're, you're from, you're not an Austin guy, right? London. So yeah, oh, people are coming nice. from all around the world just to come and see what's going Why did you come to Austin? Just to see the Bitcoin scene and hang out and part of it? Yeah, so if you're watching online, just check out Meetup and listen to this podcast because there's always stuff going on. Like this was an extremely busy week in Bitcoin with lit devs and devs and PS and yay! Hey guys, Tristan, Austin, and Car. Hey everyone, hope to see you tomorrow. But yeah, so the second big event in Austin that happened this week was last night. Uh, the big bit devs we had quite a show up like yeah. how many people showed up i'd say 70 to 100 or no i guess it wasn't huge it was like 70 maybe uh it was still a good amount it was a good amount still the right amount like at least half the room yeah 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 that no, was good 
Yeah. So I was I was worried that uh, not a lot of people are going to show up because they're out in other parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, going to other events, but uh, no. Yeah. A lot of people did show up. We had pretty cool to see. We had Parker Lewis there. He was he was going to stick his roots here. I believe he was invited to go to Nashville, but he had to he had to make sure he stuck at his roots here in Austin for all yeah. the activities this week. Um, but yeah, it was a good bit devs. We had uh, you know Ben the Carmen, Justin Moon, and Buck are the hosts of Bit Devs, um, and they're all working on amazing projects. You know Ben the Carmen at the Bitcoin Company. He's also working on a protocol called Vortex. We have Justin Moon working on Fediment, and then Buck works at Unchained. Yeah. So we got the heavy hitters. Always here. shows up in a, a stylish suit. suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's looking good. Yeah. Got a, Jimmy said that too. We saw Jimmy's song one time. He had the cowboy hat on and a suit, and I asked him, Jimmy, why, why, you, why are you all dressed up? He's like, you just gotta look good. We gotta, we gotta bring the style up in Bitcoin. He said. So that's true. So we have good. to uh, up the dapper levels. Look good. You never know when a senator's gonna roll into town. That's true. <laughs> Randomly. We'll talk yeah. about that later. But Leia, let's talk about BitDevs. Uh, BitDevs, well, I have to admit that I was actually like locked into my laptop. Oh, uh, you were refactoring code. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I looked up once or twice and I saw that they were talking about some like cryptography yeah. stuff. There was so an interesting thing about BitDevs is you get a lot of different people with different backgrounds showing up. And there's a local guy in town who's actually like a legit PhD cryptographer writing hardcore academic papers. Um, so he's always good because people, you know, even Justin Moon, they go to him like, hey, what is this cryptography thing? We don't understand it. But he, I think, just recently published a paper. Yeah, um, I can't wrap my head around it. I can't either. It was very confusing, but it's cool. Cycling between two elliptic curves. Yeah, something. To he, like, yeah, Merkle know. trees. I'm not even going to begin to try and describe it. But anyways, yeah, it's just cool the people that show up. But yeah, there was a lot of talks about hardware wallet, and there was like the talk about, you know, when you have a hardware wallet, and you have all the descriptors about like what are these UTXOs, what does it belong to? Yeah. But maybe you want to keep track of all. Yeah, you want to keep track of it. It's all encrypted on the local um hardware wallet but then maybe you want to back it up and put it on like let's say to go from a treasure to like a cold card yeah there's not a common language they speak so you can't just port it over with all the extra utxo descriptor data you're basically shit out of luck you have to manually copy it or put in an excel file this so is uh how you know we're all hopeless engineers yeah working on this stuff because we do have plenty of standards for uh, exporting and importing keys and yeah. key management, which is good. But when it comes to putting labels yeah. on those keys, so yeah. you know what they're for, we it's like need. who needs standards for that? Yeah, yeah. So and it's very contentious. Like I don't think we'll ever actually have a standard people agree on. We'll probably need in between tools to more or less convert it over to, from a, like a treasure descriptor to like a cold card descriptor. Yeah, somebody but proposed a bit for that. Yeah, they're proposing a bit on how to standardize that. But it's you know it's it like should. it's like herding cats. We'll see if it goes or not. But it's interesting shit going on. Yeah. They were uh, announcing like Musig 2 was almost to 1.0, which for those that don't understand what Musig is, uh, it's just supposed to be this uh, cool and easy way for developers to do for? It's short multiple, for multiple signatures. signatures. Okay. Yeah. So literally what it sounds like. Yeah. So like because we now have this thing called Schnorr signatures, which is basically it's a really easy way to aggregate a bunch of signatures together from different people. Uh, music is help? kind of like the library we're supposed to use. How does that help me as a normie pleb? What does that do for me? 
Uh, if you want to like run like a gambling operation, with hell yeah, people that definitely. Have to sign I definitely want to do that. Yeah, I don't know if you're like doing like complicated multi-signature setups. Or it's it like really makes, hard to implement in Bitcoin. Or just for pri now. privacy and security, every transaction can look the same, right? Because right now, when you go to a block explorer, you can kind of tell like this is a normal Bitcoin transaction. Oh, that's a Lightning channel. Somebody's opening up. Yeah, right? and you know that because like you have this complicated script. Yeah, this Bitcoin script. And ninety percent of that script is just juggling signatures around. Yeah, because or just it's hard. If else statements and signatures, right? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, the cool thing with Musig is it's going to be in a library that just makes it really easy for pleb devs, pleb devs. Uh, to just join signatures together, rip them apart, and just play around with multi-signature setups. Yeah. And it just looks like any other Bitcoin transaction. Yeah. You don't know you what can get it to where it You just don't know what like kind of gambling operation we're running here. Just joking. Yeah. It just looks like just I'm joking. sending you some sound. All right. All right. This is what we do every Friday. Is there any feds in here? If they are, stand up. All right, we get, yeah, where'd our all right, we, got, go? we only got one Fed here today. They have to identify themselves according to the internet. I don't know if that's true or not. But. I feel like we're slacking if we don't have the Feds in here. Well, we were talking to somebody who works for the federal government earlier today. Oh, yeah. Should we talk about that? That was fun. Oh, yeah. So uh, Senator Ron Wyden uh, paid us a visit over at the Commons. Yeah. So earlier today, I was just uh, working out at the gym, and I get a, I get a message from John from Zap right over here. He's like, hey, dude. Free pizza at Bitcoin Commons, Detroit, Detroit style pizza, which I love Detroit style pizza. It's the best. If you've never had Detroit style pizza, eat it. It's between New York flat style and Chicago thick style. It's a medium style. So that's why I went. And then he's also like, oh, there'll be a senator there as well, too. So they. <laughs> so John got to you. Yeah. Kaylee rung me up. Kaylee? Yeah. And there was a lot of a lot of people there. We won't dox anybody, but Bitcoin Commons was bumping today with people. Like, we all we all came for Ron Wyden and or pizza. So so the story of why Ron Wyden came. I talked to Parker real quick, but I think he just it was last minute yesterday. Somebody rung up somebody at uh, Unchained and like, hey, Ron Wyden's going to be in town. Can he stop by? Um, so if you don't know who Ron. Wyden is there's a really good uh, Bitcoin magazine article about him um, but essentially last year when they were trying to pass that big ass infrastructure bill they were trying to they didn't have anyone they didn't have any money to pay for it go figure the government doesn't have any money to pay for it so basically with the infrastructure bill they're like all right maybe these people in crypto or Bitcoin maybe they can foot the bill for 50 billion dollars I believe he said um, so they introduced just at the very bottom, they tried to slip it in there. That's how they do they it. They call it the infrastructure bill, so but really sneaky. it was a ta tax bill, how we, can, how we can tax everybody. So they slipped in a little piece about taxing Bitcoin and crypto slash, and, and there was stuff in there that made it basically a lot of shades of gray. Like if you run a node, you might have to pay a ton of taxes. Even if you're not doing transactions, you're just validating transactions. Like my node at home, you might be liable for taxation um so that was like a big pushback and we had obviously our normal cheerleaders cynthia lummis um ron wyden which was kind of a wild card because he's actually a democrat um so it's interesting he was um you know for you know the freedom of bitcoin uh who was the third one the third guy there was a third senator who was pro that bill obviously ted cruz 
Do we get Lummis? Lummis. Wyden. Wyden. There was Cruz. Toomey. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially, we're gaining our uh, our foothold. Yeah, yeah. It's um, cool to see. What else happened? What's up, Neb? Probably, probably. So, so he did talk briefly about. He was pretty bullish on what they're doing out in West Texas with natural flare gas mining. So, Wyden did acknowledge that. He, he's like, yeah, this is good. You guys are capturing all this stranded gas and mining Bitcoin, doing something good with it. So it was surprising to hear a Democrat give like a thumbs up for yeah, you know, checks gas all the boxes. Mining. Um, but yeah, other than that, so so Ron Wyden actually, I, I didn't know much about him, so I did a little bit of research about his history. Ooh, what kind of dirt do you have? Oh, I have dirt. No, so he actually is. You know, I don't trust any politicians personally, but you know, if they do have a track record of doing the right thing, you know, I'll, I'll maybe give them a little bit of little bit of points for that. But he, are you guys familiar with the Aaron Schwartz story? You know who Aaron Schwartz is? Anybody? Most people. Yeah. I'm so so Aaron that. Schwartz was the co-founder of Reddit. He invented the RSS standard. Yeah. Um, just all around fucking internet genius. There's a good documentary called The Internet's Own Boy. It's about yeah. Aaron Schwartz. But tragically, he killed himself because he got caught up with, um, with this thing called SOPA. He got railroaded by a federal prosecutor. Yeah. Who would not drop the case, even though the university did not want he to was, he was He was a scapegoat, one of the first scapegoats really in tech in, in general, like just software development. So what he did was there was this American journals, right? So universities get funded publicly. They do all this research, which is meant for public domain. But at MIT, this data was on a server in a closet, private. So it wasn't public domain. So the people deserve to have access to this data, right? It was open research that the people paid for. So what Aaron did is he snuck in the closet this you know server closet at night at MIT every night for a week and he just put a thumb drive in the server copied all the journals down and at the end of it he just released it online um, so he did, he did nothing wrong other than giving out public data which is already public but the university and uh, you know a lot of people publicly funded I mean that that sounds public domain to me Okay. So yeah, we've got more clarification. So apparently it wasn't technically public domain knowledge because even though it was pub publicly funded, the university thought it belonged to them, right? So he was... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the university... Yeah, so there was a huge conflict of interest because the university, you know, I've got clarification here for people. The university was selling it to people. They were making a lot of money off these documents, even though they were publicly funded. So he was basically protesting. Um, you know, this belongs to the people. And he got the book thrown at him. He was a scapegoat. Um, so basically, there is this bill called the SOPA Act. It stands for Stop Online Piracy Act. Oh, um, those were the days. Those were the days. This was what, what, 20... Uh, MPAA would pay the government to kick down your door. 
2012. Yeah, so basically Ron Wyden was one of the the senators who killed the bill. Like he didn't want it to go through. He was pro freedom of speech, pro speed uh, code, you know, pro what, you know, Aaron was petitioning. He's generally just all around pro technology. Yeah, yeah. Politician. So interesting enough, yeah, he's pro technology. So that's one thing I believe he was on the right side of it. Um, Ron Wyden. So that's he told that story today a little bit to us. Um, what else did Ron talk about? Uh, well, he talked about essentially he wanted to he wanted to have like an open discussion with us. Yeah, yeah. although it was brief. Yeah, but what uh, was interesting? You missed the beginning. So right when Ron Wyden came in, you know there was a bunch of oh, us. Oh yeah, he was going around. Yeah, he talking. went around the room asking everybody like, "Hey, what are you working on?" So I told him like, "Hey, have you heard of like what's going on in El Salvador?" He's like, "Yes." He's like, "You and he's like, yeah, I know they legalized Bitcoin as legal tender." So I'm like, "Cool." I'm like, "My company, we help write some of the software for that. We help some of the local people get you know remittances easier from the United States." And then I asked him if he was a I asked him if he was a surfer. I was just kind of fucking around with him like, "You, you surf?" I'm like, "You look like you're a surfer." No, he's a 73-year-old man, you know, pretty frail, but he, lo he looked like he was in good shape. And he's like, no, nah, I don't surf. I'm like, you should go to Bitcoin Beach and surf in El Zante. So I just kind of joked with him. But yeah, I just kind of gave him the elevator pitch about, about that. And he seemed like he comprehended it. And he's like... Yeah, he's like, he was oh. into it. Yeah, He was really into uh, Bitcoin fixing healthcare. Oh, yeah. So Andy, I can't say his last name, crowd health guy. Yeah, the crowd talked about guy. that. He was there. Yeah, Andy Crowdhealth. Yeah. Like John Zapp, right? Yeah, yeah. In the Bitcoin space, it's your first name and then your company. Yeah, I'm Nick Galloy. You're, yeah. you're just Topher because you're the only one. Topher. Yeah. Topher Professor. I don't know. Yeah, we got to talk about that Topher later, too. But uh, yeah, so then after everyone talked about what their companies were doing, I think Parker and the crew gave him a tour of the Bitcoin Commons. And then he came back and it was just a 20 minute, he talked for 10 minutes, then he just asked questions. Um, and one of the guys, one of the Unchained guys, we won't dox him, but he, he came back with like a really good question at the end. Do you remember? Oh, he doesn't want to be doxxed? Well, I don't know, I don't know who does or doesn't. Oh, well, he, he was, uh, he, he basically made a speech about how, you know, if you're a node operator yeah. and you're just running software on your computer, it's freedom of speech. It's freedom of speech. Yeah, You're sending messages back and forth between other people's computers. Yeah. So whether or not there's value attached to that, it's like, what business is that of the government? It's still exactly. protected by speech. And Ron like was like, holy shit, like, I've never heard this before. This is amazing. So I think they're actually going to write this down in format so he can like use it later if he's doing legislation. But he, he was like really in, intrigued by it. So he. I believe we have a communication path with Ron Wyden. So if anyone has anything they want to say, I think through the Unchained yeah. crew, you, we're, I think they're actually going to write up talking points like nodes are freedom of speech. So then when something Ooh, comes up, one. Ron can be like, all right, nodes are freedom of speech. OK, and then he's like, he's got. Yeah, well, points. isn't money speech? Wasn't yeah. that decided in some Supreme Court case? I believe so. Money is speech. So, yeah, if you want to uh, help our our allies, in the Senate, fight for us. Yeah, and he seemed like very much open to us teaching him. He kind of like, you guys teach me, like I'm available. You know, yeah. I'm sure he's got staff that'll filter it through, but I feel like we, through Unchained and the relationship they built, we kind of have a 
a direct line that it won't just go in the bottom of the pile to go to the top of the pile. He made an interesting so. clip where uh, he was giving out an example of kind of how he helps translate some of the technical stuff yes. uh, to his peers. Yeah, he is kind of, because he is a technical-ish, as technical as you can be for a 73-year-old senator. You know, he's yeah. seen the rise of the internet and stuff. He's, he's hanging in there. Yeah. Doing better than my grandma. Yeah, yeah. I'd say he's probably in the top of the Senate of understanding technology. But uh, he, he uh, had this quip about how something uh, regarding like uh, DNS servers. Yeah, yeah. And like that was being discussed in the chambers, I guess. Yeah, way and, back in the 90s. And yeah, shit. way back yeah. in the 90s. And he said, it's like, look, it's just like the phone book yeah. of the internet. And it's like, I'm okay. like, all right. I'm like, he passed the test. Yeah, like, this is pretty reasonable. Okay. That's good. 73 year old senator knowing what DNS is. Yeah. It's pretty fucking good. Like, pretty fucking good. So I, I feel like we need to give him, like, the, the terminology that he could use. Yeah, yeah. We need to, to make him, like, others. the quick index card of, like, nodes, good, freedom of speech. Bitcoin, yeah. nodes, boom. And then, like, Ethereum, shitcoin, send him to jail, security. <laughs> boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he really latched on to healthcare, mainly because I don't think there's been a lot of innovation in healthcare insurance specifically. And like this thing CrowdHealth is doing is not insurance on technicals, right. the that's technicality. Not, but that's like a legal thing. That's yeah. a legal yeah. issue. Yeah. 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 And it was cool because he was co collecting pamphlets. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, some people gave He's like, I'm going to read this on the plane. Like, one of the guys gave him a copy of, I believe, Jimmy Song's book. Or Bitcoin a, and the American yeah, Dream. Yeah, the, the, the book sprint they did when they wrote that. I think a bunch of people wrote the book. But, yeah, so pretty much Ron Wyden is probably, hopefully, going to read Bitcoin and the American Dream. So I hope so. So we'll have to watch him over the next year or so to see if any of this, like, soak in and, like, he puts any of that out in his speeches and stuff. So. I don't really very, follow politics, so I don't know. I'll, we'll have to see. It's a very bullish signal. Yeah, it was bullish. It's cool. Uh, I think he's always been pro-innovation and pro-technology because yeah. he, he was even talking a little bit of shit about Biden. You know, he's like, yeah, Biden administration threw this infrastructure bill, and he's like, all this shit in here is going to stifle innovation. So he's, uh, he's pretty, because he's seen the internet age in the 90s happen. So he's definitely protecting, like, hey, don't overregulate. Because if you do, we might miss the next innovation, which obviously is Bitcoin. So. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw this on Bitcoin Magazine. Was this today? No, that was old. Oh, that, this is an old one. An old one. Bitcoin Magazine, you say? 
whitehouse.com or whitehouse.gov oh it's on don't uh, go to whitehouse.com it it's, it's porn yeah it's uh this white house framework for responsible development of digital assets oh juicy oh boy juicy. what is this all about <laughs> yeah sounds, sounds like shit coins <laughs> Yeah, President Biden's March 9 executive order on ensuring responsible development, blah, 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 blah. This just. Oh, yeah, Nick Carter put something out. I guess he's coming back to the light for at least a second. <laughs> Backstreet's back. All right. Now, he's a shit coiner. Yeah. Okay. So apparently Nick Carter put that out, something out. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with these bullet points. Um, so this uh, report, you can see it on Stacker News. It's still on the top page. It's from the whitehouse.gov. Uh, it's their framework for responsible development of digital assets. Basically, their bullet points is encouraging uh, existing regulatory bodies to just kind of continue doing what they're, they're doing but pursue it more aggressively. Um, I know that uh, Gary Gensler over at the SEC is a mixed bag for most people, but uh, honestly, like, I think he does a good job. Like, he, he's basically said, like, hardline, Bitcoin is a commodity, Bitcoin's yeah. done it right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, if you're not Bitcoin, you're, like, you're still sort of dubious, like, yeah, yeah. are you a security or not? Yeah. And Ethereum is not even, like, out of the doghouse yeah. yet and um, gary's interesting because he did teach at mit and he sat in the back of some of the taj dreiger's class on you know how bitcoin and lightning works like we even met taj in real life during bitcoin plus plus and we asked him like hey was gary really in the back of your class just <laughs> taking your like this fucking you know sec this is before he was head of the sec like he was just in the back of a mit class taking bitcoin classes which you know that's Cool, like at least they're willing to learn, even if their opinions are whatever, at least they know the base knowledge. Yeah, get, yeah. he has yeah. a full lecture series on MIT OpenCourseWare. Yeah, I was watching on one of Gary's courses and there was like a based as fuck, hardcore Bitcoin maximalist like chick in the back of the class, like, cause he was using the terms blockchain and all this other shit coinery. And she's like, no, it's just Bitcoin. Like it's funny to hear like the, the back and forth. <laughs> yeah, we need more maxis to invade the classrooms. Hey, actually, segue. Oh. My friend over here is a professor at UT Austin. Doing a little teaching. Yeah, you and uh, D++, right? Yeah. With we special have, guest uh, Super. With special guest Super Testnet, yeah. who is teaching a workshop tomorrow as well. Yes, here. Yeah, here. so his workshop, so super, for, just to start off, so Super Testnet... Um, he is teaching a workshop on Bitcoin script, uh, which is going to be really, really cool. I've yeah. been working on it with him, uh, and he's got like an amazing uh, examples to show everyone. He's uh, really cool teaching tools to really help people understand how Bitcoin script works because uh, Bitcoin does have smart contracts. Uh, it's a little harder to get into than Ethereum Solidity, but uh, Bitcoin is like a much more secure platform. It's for money. And there's way more capital available. Ethereum so. for shipcoin scams. Yeah. Bitcoin script is just money. Yeah. It's just, just do more interesting shit with money. Ethereum likes to add shit uh, that causes contracts to break and lose hundreds of millions of dollars. 
Stick Whereas in Bitcoin, we like to take things away yeah. if we think they're too dangerous because yeah. we really want it to be like the yeah. internet of money. Yeah, so Bitcoin script enable helps enable things like opening a lightning channel, right? Yeah. For now. Anyway. Payment channels, uh, like complicated coin joins, multi-signature yeah, setups. Like, yeah, if you were to mixers. have a vault at like, if you were to have a vault at Unchained where it's like a two of three vault, that's a Bitcoin script is the technology that makes it work yeah. within a transaction. So. And you could uh, you can do like some really cool stuff now, like with um, Casa. Well, they'll like custody one of your signatures, so like they'll sign stuff with you. Yeah. And if you lose your keys, they'll help you recover your key. Yep. But, but you still, you hold, still hold two. Custody. You still hold two of them, so you could yeah. basically take away access to their third key if you wanted to. Yeah. So like you can, if you come up with like a really cool contract idea on Bitcoin, like you can literally create um a hundred million dollar industry yeah. overnight that's how they're creating these side chains right that they're talking about like that's how liquid works and yeah liquid lightning. network drive chains, space chains all the different types of chains shadow future, chains future shit they were talking about like a new type of chain yesterday yeah bit doves wasn't it the cryptography guy it's like a ghost chain or something oh, yeah, I don't it's know. something spooky for Halloween. it's over my head but uh <laughs> we need yeah. it yeah, so uh, Super... Let's talk about your class, though. Yeah, Super's workshop tomorrow, Bitcoin script. And then yeah. after that, we're going to go hit the Ladybird Lake for our Brotilla, 2 o'clock at the lake, Lunef Point, get some sun, get some vitamin D, be healthy, take a break. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's always fun. I, I'm going to attend a UT course. I'm just going to put a hoodie on and sit in the back. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the doors are unlocked during school hours, Plus so you can just walk right in. Is, uh, like... Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from walking into a class. Yeah, so they're they're moving us to because we had like a packed classroom for the last uh, lecture, so they're moving us to a bigger room. So you base probably like eighty percent of the class is just people showing up. Yeah. But no, that's so. What is the class size you're teaching? Because you're like a big class, right? It's uh, 30 students. That's pretty big for like a brand new course at UT. Yeah, it's an experimental course. Yeah. So we didn't actually have any uh, material Do you for know? the curriculum. So that's what I've been working on. What What is the origin story? I know D did a lot of work. Like, how did that even come to fruition? Do you know? So uh, I believe the story is is that. Uh, it was either uh, Jimmy Song uh, or uh, some other educator in the space was yeah. going to teach the okay. class, but they had to pull out because uh, they just had other commitments. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't going to work out. And then D was able to come in and kind of like help salvage things. Yes. Maybe. Because he also, uh, I think he's also teaching at another university, too. So it might have been just a lot. too much. He's doing a lot in El Salvador and stuff, too. Yeah, Jimmy's so, a busy yeah, he's guy. He's in high demand. But yeah, no, that's amazing. So how did you get involved with D? Uh, so we already had a relationship where I was helping her with some of her uh, demos that she was doing. Yeah. So she had this demo that uh, she showed off at BTC++. Yep. Which was really cool. Uh, it was uh, basically demonstrating replaced by. Feet. Yeah, she made a yeah. game, a video game. It was fun. She's teaching us 
this Bitcoin shit with a video game. Yeah, no, it was really cool. Dee has like awesome like teaching examples and stuff. Yeah. She's a great educator. Uh, so yeah, so uh, she just hit me up and I said yes. So, so what was your so so the so what was your experience teaching your first class? It's like big legit. This is a college accredited university. Students are paying probably shit ton of money for this class. Yeah. What, what did it feel like teaching us plebs or was it different? Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, so we polled the students at the beginning of the class and uh, pretty much none of them were familiar with Bitcoin. Wow. Not what, what is the demographic age range like 20s 30s? Uh, I would school? say anywhere between 20 and 30. Yeah. Okay. So they're all post grad Grad-grad students. Grad. They all have jobs. Does any of them say why they took it? Just like because they didn't know anything about Bitcoin. Yeah, well, there, there's a couple students that did know about Bitcoin, but most of them, uh, I think they just wanted to learn more about uh, blockchains and smart contracts. Okay, yeah, yeah. The official school name of it. The official title of the, okay. of the class, yeah. The but, Trojan uh, yeah. horse. That's really a Bitcoin class, but the Trojan horse yeah. was it's a blockchain and smart contract, yeah. a.k.a. Bitcoin blockchain and Bitcoin script and transactions. Yeah. <laughs> Day one of class, learn what it means to get rug pulled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually it's the opposite. This time we, uh, yeah, reverse rug. We pulled a reverse rug maneuver. Yeah, so what was your first session about? You were like three sessions in, four cla sessions in? Classes? Uh, two classes in. So uh, we started with the Bitcoin white paper. I figured that was a good place to start. So we went over that, which we have a recording of that from last week's workshop, right? Yeah. So I sort of kind of did that too here yeah. for the workshop. We're getting uh, this class for free. Yeah. Don't yeah. let them know. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Cause like every class could also be a workshop here. Yeah. Yeah. Probably will be. So, uh, we did the Bitcoin white paper and it was interesting because they're all computer science grads and they have a decent understanding of cryptography because yeah. uh they're the professor that i guess they have a class with that teaches cryptography uh Sirium, he introduced the them all shows up here sometimes no 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 yeah. that's a different although there's an interesting relationship there but no okay. they're not related yeah um yeah so they're already uh taking a cryptography course and so they have a basic understanding of it nice. so it kind of smooths things over yeah. a little bit which is interesting because we have the pbs and we do workshops every saturday and we actually i don't know his name maybe you know his name but he we have a professor from ut coming to our saturday workshops at pleb lab which is kind of hilarious like it's like right yeah oh who is that I don't know who he is, but I'm pretty sure he's a professor, isn't he? Did is it Dan, like the guy that uh, we get into like furious debates? Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's um, oh, he's not yeah, a he's professor. a professor, uh, but it's not at UT. It's oh, another okay. university that's south from here. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's just funny, yeah. Like we have professors come into just our little pleb lab workshop, so it's like it's a great place to learn yeah. with your friends who know more shit than you. Yeah, yeah. Schooling. I'm professor. very bullish on more professors coming to pleb lab. And pleb lab creating professors, or obviously you just learned, you just sat down and read, did the proof of work, reading all the books, and yeah, because yeah, you just read all mastering Bitcoin, programming Bitcoin. You sat down for half a year programming Bitcoin, read all the yeah, bibs, building did, projects, did all. The, this is proof of work right here, people. It's a <laughs> perfect specimen right here. Perfect specimen. <laughs> Why, thank you, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was really cool. Um, so the next class that we're teaching is going to be on transactions. 
Nice. That one I'm probably going to sneak into in the back with a hoodie. Yeah, we're going to get in-depth uh, on transactions and Bitcoin script. And so Super is going to be the guest lecturer going over Bitcoin script. And yes. you're going to get a preview of his uh, what he's going to be teaching tomorrow for the workshop. Sweet. Come tomorrow, noon, Pleb Lab, 621 Six. Yeah. Street. Is it East Sixth Street? It's East Sixth Street. East Street. Or just go to Google Maps and type Pleb Lab. It shows Dirty up, East. which is hilarious. Just type in Pleb Lab. It shows up on Google Maps. <laughs> yeah. That's Who funny. pulled that off? I don't know. No one knows. I think. Uh, I've, been, I've been looking for it not all that long ago. It just showed up like two weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago. I think somebody said. I think somebody said a meetup got posted with Pleb Lab in the address, and someone's like, maybe the Google algorithm crawls meetup and then if it doesn't if an address doesn't have a name associated to it that's how somebody thinks it happened but i don't know i'm sure that's probably something to do with the, the lease you know well that means now that pleb lab is on the map we are on the map plebs so i think that's pretty cool yeah what do we got on time we got like Moving 10 minutes up. oh yeah i had another thing to talk about udemy so base 58 put all of their content out on udemy um, so if you want to learn, you know, this is just another place to learn about all this stuff. They have a uh, deep dive on Bitcoin protocol and transactions, you know, a lot of stuff about SegWit. Um, and it's, it's meant, I don't think you need to be a programmer by trade. You can be like Constantine would definitely be able to take it and probably kill the class. Like, you know, it's for, it's, it's for everybody. It's for the marketing folks, for the Bitcoiners, it's for the plebs. I was actually able to the hardcore devs. snag that class for free where well, they you? were giving it out. Yeah. Nice. Lisa was doing a promotion and well, I grabbed it. I got to You got to stalk her Twitter. You got to support your fellow Bitcoiners and pay for the classes. Uh, well, sure. I will happily pay in other ways, but I can't pass up a free class on Udemy. But yeah, yeah, she goes like very in depth. Like I watched part of the first course or two, but she just goes into like very basic general terms. Like what is encoding? What does base 58 mean? Like it's actually, that's what the nice little Bitcoin address is, right? When you see it start with a three or a one, that's a base, correct me if I'm wrong, because you teach this class. Mm -hmm. a, ba a Bitcoin address is a base 58 encoding of a public key or an XPUB or a public key, right? Uh, it's either, well, it, it depends. Depends. Because we, we've made a lot of changes. But uh, base 58 is uh, an encoding of the script, the locking script, okay. which is locked to your public key. Okay. Yeah. So in a nutshell, yes. Yeah. It's, it's why it's, it's a, a pay to pub key hash. They like to shorten all those like P2WSH, P2SH, P2WS, P2TR. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Nerd you, shit. Have the, you have pay to pub key, pay to pub key hash, pay to script hash. Pay to segwit or pay to witness pub key hash and pay to witness script hash. Now, then you have pay to now, script hash, well, now pay, pay to witness, and all the new shit. Pay to taproot. So and now we have pay to taproot. Yeah. So it goes. It kind of goes. So there's many different ways to chronologically. Pay. I'm looking through the the syllabus here, but yeah, it just goes through everything. Like it's good for everyone to know. Like even if you're just you know holding your own keys, it's good to know the basic knowledge so you don't lose your money by accident someday. So you might as well get the knowledge at a base level, a base 58 level. Yeah, it's a good amount of material and it looks like that they she pretty much covers everything that they cover in their actual in-person class. Yeah, and she said, I believe she was supposed to host tonight, but she got busy uh, 
you know, actually writing code for Core Lightning. You know, she's got she's got a day job to do, but she said there will be a new website coming out soon for the classes in October that they're doing. I think they're going to physically do in-person classes in Austin during BitDevs is what I heard. Don't quote oh, me. Oh yeah, on it, she mentioned in, that in, uh, during BitDevs. Yeah. yeah, in October. So in if, October. So if you have an excuse to come to Austin, come during the week of BitDevs and sign up for the base 58 class website coming soon website support tbd support lisa nifty nay nifty nay i do have one more thing i want to show off because uh, i don't think he got enough attention at uh, bit devs and oh man i have so many tabs open i can't find it anymore but uh you can uh send faxes oh yeah <laughs> with bitcoin faxes are big in japan right yeah what someone said so if you go to bitcoinfax.net that's f-a-x not f-a-t you can uh select a pdf and put in a fax number and i guess they uh they give you an invoice i don't really have anybody to fax hey with lightning does anyone have a fax number out there we can send a fax to over yeah lightning? actually i do anybody so uh let's see who would be an interesting bank oh the world economic forum dude let's, they let's have... find does anyone know the world economic forums fax number and right now live we're gonna send them a fax about the bitcoin white paper wouldn't it be hilarious just send them the bitcoin white paper dude let's do it Let's fucking go. All right, hackers out there, if anyone knows the World Economic Forum's fax number, I'm send them our it way. Right now. We might just do this right now, live on air. IMF be funny. fax number. We got to do a stunt every week. Instead. Last week, the stunt was Logan eating a hot chip with Tristan, and somehow Super wasn't affected by the hot chip. Just like it was like eating a tortilla chip for him. Like, So apparently Super's really good at writing apps over a weekend, and he's a professional hot food eater. Yeah, I wish he was here because he had this like really cool lottery thing that he made. Oh, yeah. He went to go get pizza, even though John brought pizza here. Detroit-style pizza, the best kind. Okay, so apparently I have the fax number of the IMF headquarters in Washington, D.C. That's, that's good enough, dude. So this is our stun of the week. We're going to send a fax to the IMF so over Lightning. Of the I'm going to choose paper. a PDF. So download the Bitcoin PDF now. Oh, I already have it on my computer. Oh, he's already got copies. Duh. He's like, I edited it. I got, I got scratch. Can we have your, 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 your notes that you wrote on? Let's see, there it is. All right, right so there. Topher's uploading to the, the Bitcoin fax website. The Bitcoin white paper. He just stuck in the number of the world Ec or the IMF's. Uh, hey, now with Bitcoin, does that uh, look like it could be a? Oh, it's lightning. a lightning. Yeah, it's got to be lightning. It says or lightning, lightning. Uh, but I don't see a QR code for that. Oh, you don't have a wallet you can copy and paste it to? Isn't that the QR code? They might only have a Bitcoin QR code. No, it's, it might be one of those new ones where it's like the Bitcoin address, but it, it falls back to Lightning address. It picks the the one you do. What is that called? Bip something? Or... Yeah, where it's combined. Yeah, yeah. I, I think know. it's Let me the try combined it. one. Try it. Let me try it. Super uh, hooked me up with some Sats because he's IMF using me as an ATM machine. Wouldn't that be funny? They just come in Monday and they're like, "What is this? We got a fax. It's the first time in three years." Oh yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> it's a fucking at the, the right fucking... time 
on a Friday. Oh, it works. Oh, let's do it. Dollar thirty six. Dollar thirty six. We're gonna sacrifice to to get the word out. So you got through. Yeah, sent just that, now. the website say it? Oh, paid. Boom. All right, so right now, over the interwebs, there's a fax machine downloading the Bitcoin PDF white paper. <laughs> Tele uh, that's telephone lines, even older. Sweet. So, so we, we just uh, faxed a copy of the Bitcoin white paper what, to the IMF headquarters. What, what page do you think they're on right now? It's only eight pages, so it might even be done if they have a fast enough printer. Yeah. And does it start with the last page or the first page? Like, how does uh, it, it depends on the printer. The Xerox, they might double print it. If it's the IMF, they're definitely double printing. Got to save on paper. Just, just jugging. <laughs> yeah, they print their own paper with uh, money. On. So yeah. the IMF just got the Bitcoin white paper. Bitcoinfax.net. Stunt now of the week. Now we can uh, fax bong people. Do we need to start thinking of these stunts every week we can do on PBS? At the end of this episode, we got to do a stunt. We got four minutes. To, do we have to do a voltage end? Yeah, we can uh, plug voltage. Why not? Voltage is awesome. Voltage. They uh, keep my node up and running. Voltage is lit. It's <laughs> pretty cool. You like a voltage? Uh, voltage. Like to start a lightning project? No, it actually is voltage. good to get started from scratch. Because yeah. it's a pain in the ass setting up a lightning network and opening channels and getting it. You know, oh yeah, and they'll they'll wide. open a channel with you. Yeah, so that uh, you can just right off the bat start well, a lightning good to, node. It's good to probably connected. have two nodes, right? One running at home that's over Tor, totally private. You don't tell anyone about it. And then if you want a public-facing one, where you maybe want an LN URL, like you built yeah. your Sats for Tips, you want your second node to be known to the world. Like this is my public IP address. It's on a, a voltage node, so it doesn't matter. You're already quote-unquote doxing yourself because the public node you want everyone to know about yeah, you're building a bitcoin business yeah. on lightning so i have two nodes plebs private over tour and then one public on voltage build a company i wish we could look up on mempool space like how many nodes are running on we've voltage. got we've got the guy who built ln uptime here he used you guys did you it's dead but Is like it? the code's still out there so so if, oh, if that if was the, such a good project though so there's it's open source right on github so if somebody wants to host LN Uptime, can you? It, did you guys use Voltage though? Oh, so yeah. If someone wants to re resurrect the project, LN Bits on Git or LN Uptime on GitHub, put it on Voltage. Go. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Voltage for being awesome for hosting all of our crazy projects, even the ones that yeah. are dead. And thanks for helping us at hackathons. Like it's super valuable at hackathons, honestly. Yeah, just contributing to the community. The guys of Voltage are great. I guess Paul I is great. He runs the Austin Bitcoin Design Club. Future Paul represent, he, run, he rewrites all the wallets for us. Oh yeah, yeah, all he's uh, putting in some work for Fetty, uh, Fetty Flutter, too. Flutter, yeah. yeah, that's super cool. They talked about that a little bit at uh, BitDevs. Yeah, they're trying to- Fluttermint have a, a working demo of um, a wallet that uses Minimoon. That'll be fun. And also LN Bits is going to have one, a different implementation called like, is it Cashew? Cashew, I believe. That, that plugs into Fediment stuff? It's just, it's a Chalmain Mint. It, it's not their code, but it's the same idea of a Chalmain Mint. On oh, LN okay. Bits. Yeah, it's just oh, brand man, new, like really Cashew, cool. I, I believe it's called. I think Ben Ark is working on the, the user interface. 
as an extension in LM Bits. So you'll be able to basically run a Fetty Mint like Chalmain Mint in your LM Bits. From what I see so far, it's very early. LM Bits is great. Yeah, and they, you know where you can get LM Bits? Voltage. On a voltage mode. Yeah. Mind blown. Comes built in. All right, dude. It's pretty cool. I'm ready for a beer. Yeah, I think it's time to close this out. Uh, one more shout out to Super Test Nets Workshop tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at noon. Be there, be square. And uh, the Brotilla afterwards. Yeah. We're going to get hit the some water. sun. Wind down your week. Relax. Yeah. All right. I guess that's Bye. it. Bye. We're out of here. Woo!